Hey, this is Ted Nugent. Hi, this is Jay Leno. Hi, everybody. This is David Hobbs. Hi, this is Bob Parshall. Hi, I'm Barry McGuire. Hey, this is Danny the Count Coker. Hey, this is comedian, author, and most importantly, vintage race car driver, Adam Carolla. Hi, this is Shirley Cha-Cha Muldowney. Hi, this is Robert Gates. Hey, this is Lou Santiago. I'm John Forrest. Hey, this is Jack Roush. Hello, Florida. I'm Ken Squire. Hi, this is Etzel Ford. Hi, I'm Corky Coker. Hey, this is Dennis Gage. Hi, this is Sam Amolo. Hi, this is Janet Hi, I'm Bruce Cohn. Hi, I'm Bob Lutz. Hi, this is Dave McClellan. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock. Hi, this is Norm Kravowski. Hey, I'm Dave Despain. Hey, this is Wayne Carini. This is Bill Warner. Hey, I'm Steve Bignanti. This is Kevin Bird. This is Arlen Ness. This is Ed Justice Jr. Hi, I'm Casey Jones. Hi, I'm Paul Kelly. I'm Richard Hutchins. Hi, this is Danny Sullivan. Hi, I'm Bob Bondron. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Strange. This is Daryl Starbird. Hi, this is Ford Hickok. Hi, this is Ed Skinnerian here. This is Robin Miller. Hey, Fans, this is Peter Brock here. And you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Belladora's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey, listen, I don't care where you're going. I've been standing here since 1959. I've been great. Here for the Nationals? Yeah. Built lots of cars. This time I'm going to win it. You must be the first. I like to come in early, see what they're building. Johnny Hurricane. Say what? Oh, uh... It's a KARZ radio, the Mighty 590. I'm a disc jockey. Under partly cloudy skies, the current temperature in the big town, 79 degrees. You got the tops of the pops, the wax to watch. You got Johnny Hurricane. Brian Edison. Good to meet you, Brian. What's that guy? What's this clown doing? Hey, come here, squirrel. You want to race that thing? Cops, man. Well, there's your first one. Go make an example. You shake my nerves and you rattle my brain. Too much love drives a man insane. You broke my wheel. He's coming after us. Dead on it. Great balls of fire. 
man, you're running out of rope. Mr. Wright, this is great. Balls of fire. You all right? <coughs> you mean we're still alive? <laughs> and it's Rollbar saved us. Good to see someone drive one of these in here. Most of them have to be towed. I'm looking for a chassis which I want to stick a big Hemi engine in. You got anything? Cheap. 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 Going racing? Yeah. Pre-war Willys rides up like a cutter through ice. Oh, it'd be a miracle just to see one again. Want to see one? Oh, you see one every now and then sitting in an old garage in Rollo, Missouri or by the side of the road in West Lafayette. Or hidden in a junkyard in Lyons, California. Come here. Come on, come on. It moved. Huh? <laughs> but you ain't gonna sell it, right? Sonny Munn offered me a thousand once. I'm gonna race him. Everybody kind of lost interest in these old hot rods. Right. How about your old Dodge body? You have enough left to bail? Sure, I'd like to see it run again. Especially against Munn. Let's talk. If you beat the Muns, it's yours. Free. Just like the old hot rolls. I've seen the pictures. Yeah, every kid used to have one. I'm gonna build a car, too. Just like yours. Yeah. It's looking good, Lefty. What kind of engine you run? <laughs> Rubber band, I guess. <laughs> it's my first engine, too. Don't wind it too tight. Won't start. over the CB. Schoolhouse Road is happening. Get on down. K-A-R-Z! Sprout and Marston's doing a root beer. Johnny! All clear! Hey, how much are we going for, Brian? Hundred dollars a gear. Calling all cars, calling all cars, leaving a big mug and heading your way. Here come the cops. Let me drive. Takes a lot of strength to depress this clutch. This car could get away from you. How come none of these local guys never let you take the wheel? They were afraid it would get away from See your driver's license, miss? All right.
knocking around for years. Thought I'd give the Nationals a shot for once. Yeah, go for it. Treat, you know. Thought I'd see how I did with the big boys. I don't care so much about the Muns. This isn't a beat down. Yeah, I know. I just want a fair shot at winning. Thanks for letting me drive your car. You can't break it any worse than I can. See, the secret of street racing is a mystery to most people. But I gotta figure it out. It's pretty dangerous. Do you want to hear the secret or not? Sure. When it breaks, you build it again. It blows up with a four-barrel car, Go do quads. That blows up injected. I fix it fast. How far? Until it's an automatic, which is boring. Sonny Mon from Nearby Lions in the fun for Root Beer Special. He's the number one qualifier with consistent top time. And Brian Edison in the Violet Spring Special, the little guy working at home. What a classic showdown we got here, the way we were and the way we are. Number one, number two qualifiers in a heads-up race. You know, something's got to give. This match has been building for weeks. There's been heartbreaks, teardrops, nuts, bolts, and prayers. Custom Radio. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, listeners, welcome. You are tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers and Google Tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live, really, truly, live here in the studio at the Tantalk Radio Network Studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can visit our podcast, where you'll see all 200 and, I think it's 19 shows now. How you doing tonight, Chris? 
I'm doing well. I have a question. How sure. many people do you think really want to see us live on video? Everybody. <laughs> well, actually, they wouldn't get they wouldn't get to see me. They'd see you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know what? Once in a while, what you can do is you can flip it back and forth. You get a little. They would talk. have no idea what was going on. One day, you sit in here and do the show, and I'll do it in there. They and I never no know. No idea. No, we They'd gotta be do like, that. What? Yeah. What's going on? <laughs> Anyway, let's see, where was I? I said, uh, check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. That's right. Okay, podcast. I said that. You know, I have to make a checklist every time I do this show, you know, because my mind is so scatterbrained sometimes. But anyway, we have a Facebook page. It's called Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And we also have a Facebook page called Gulfstream Motorsports. So be sure and visit those because I generally upload some pretty cool pictures. Anyway, tonight we got a really cool guy coming on our show. We had a really interesting guy coming on our show last week, actually kind of a friend of mine. Um, Slick from Slick's Garage. He's got his new TV show, Highway to sell and the best part about it is yes sir ladies and gentlemen it's right here in our own backyard in palmetto florida which is just across the sunshine scareway bridge are you hey, afraid of bridges you know what i gotta uh, yes you know how some people have phobias oh yeah i know a couple people i just i got a bridge phobia i've had it ever since i was a kid so what do you do when you have to go to sarasota well if i've got a lot of time i'll take the long way around if i'm in a hurry i just close my eyes and pray i get to the other side <laughs> But let break, me take break on through. Break on through. Yeah, side. that's exactly right. There you go. <laughs> Two quick stories. One, okay, I grew up in San Francisco, or Marin County, north of the Bay Area. So every morning, you know, during the summertime when I when I didn't have school, we had to drive across the Golden Gate Bridge. Okay. So I was kind of like a little leery of the Golden Gate Bridge. That kind of spawned my original fear because I used to see all these weird movies, these 30s, 40s movies where, you know, bridges would collapse and stuff like that. So that kind of spooked me a little bit. And if you're a kid and you're growing up, you know, you're, you're kind of at that impressionable age, right? Yep. Well, and then, strangely enough, this is no lie, coincidentally, the day that the bridge got slammed by the freighter in 1980 here in St. Pete, oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunshine Scareway Bridge, okay, I was going to drive to Venice. I was invited to be the date for my cousin, her high school graduation prom, yeah. okay? And I was supposed to leave like around eh, 7 o'clock in the morning from Clearwater Beach because that's where I was living at the time. So had I left Clearwater Beach, slept time between 7, 7, 15, I would have been there either a few minutes before or shortly thereafter. So somebody was yeah. looking out over me. And ever since then, I said, uh-uh, no way. So, And then for years, I drove over that bridge while they were building the new one. And I had to stare at that, and that just constantly went through my mind, you know. And then years later, when I had my salvage yard in Clearwater, the guy that actually was on the truck on the section of bridge that, or the roadway, that landed on the bow of the freighter, who had two prior close calls, turned out to be one of my customers. That spooked me again. Really? Yeah. So. Well, and now they're talking about whether or not they're going to build a new bridge because a lot of the cruise ships. Cannot a lot of the newer cruise ships will not be able to fit underneath the bridge under the skyway. Really? So either in order for Tampa to continue to be a port of call, they're going to have to either take a section of the skyway and bring it up even higher, which I know is going to make you thrilled. Oh yeah. Or the other option, which I think would be kind of cool. However, it would be pretty expensive. I think. I, I mean, I don't know a lot about you know, civil engineering and things like that, but they were talking about building a tunnel uh, for cars. Okay. So they would just bring the bridge, you know, you could basically yeah. do whatever with the bridge and then run a tunnel, uh, an auto tunnel, to get from you, South St. Pete to Palmetto. Okay, you're from uh, Massachusetts, right? Yeah. Have you ever been over to Detroit? 
Uh, when you go to Detroit, uh, no, I when, haven't. Okay, when you get to Detroit and you want to go to the Canadian side, there's a, a tunnel that you drive underneath. To, you can either take the bridge or you can go to take the tunnel over to De- over to uh, Windsor, Ontario, which is the next city on the other side of the river up there in Detroit. Okay. And I remember going up there, and this was probably twenty some odd years ago. That tunnel was leaking then. Now is that near the UP? Or is that completely? Uh, no, the UP. The UP is way up at the top of the mid. Okay, so okay. I'm nowhere near. No, no, this is in Detroit. Actually, okay. in Detroit. Okay. So now I just sound like an arrogant tourist. Who no, 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 no. That's okay. That's, <laughs> hey, I made that mistake too. The UP is up there by Traverse City and everything like that. Okay. You know? right. Of course, if you're from Michigan, they always put a hand out and they say, "This is the mid. This is right. where we're at." You know, I've been to Michigan. I've just never been to Detroit. Yeah, that's so. the, That's just on the other side of basically Ohio. You know. Yeah. So, at any rate, um, yeah. So that. Tunnels leaking, so I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not sure about the one. I think there's one up in New York. Isn't there a tunnel up there somewhere? Uh, I don't think there's the, one in New York. That goes under the water? Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in Manhattan, there's the Holland Tunnel. The Holland Tunnel. That that's runs it. from New York. That runs from and that's Manhattan under, under to New Jersey. the canals or rivers up there, right? Actually, the Holland Tunnel, the Lincoln Tunnel. I think there's two. There's, there's two? the Holland Tunnel and the Lincoln Tunnel. Shows how much I know about New I York. I think. If, if I'm wrong and you're from New York and you're listening, call and you can scold me on the air. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> anyway, all right, updates. What do we got going on? We got, don't forget, the Superboat races. Is it the Clearwater Superboat race? I say it wrong every year, but I'll just say the Superboat races, and that's the weekend of the 26th. Blast Friday, the last Friday of the month, downtown Clearwater, right down the hill, just uh, a stone's throw away from the studio up here. And uh, so they're going to have the boat races, the parades on Friday. Uh, you can do all the uh, you know meet and greets on Saturday because the guys are going in and out of the pits or doing testing and stuff like that. There may be some really cool boats out there, obviously. And then, of course, Sunday is the race on Clearwater Beach. So I've been trying to get some uh, passes to get out on the uh, pier for our callers. So hopefully I'll have something here in the next week or so. Because next week on the show, we're going to have a couple of the boat racers like we typically do. Typically, we do a show before the race. We do a pre-boat race. Pre-boat show, pre-boat race show, and a post-boat race show. Did I say that right? I think I did. At any rate, um, what did I talk about? Skyway Bridge, Palmetto. You know what? I'll get this straight one of these days. At any rate, hey, we got something spinning around on the turn-up table because I think we're going to get our guest on here in a few minutes. Um, we got some uh, really groovy, since we're in the speed this night, we got a little uh, Sammy Hagar spinning we, we got a little Sammy Hagar, and I guarantee you, you can, in fact, drive 55. Well, you know what? Sadly, when I first got my driver's license in, in the latter part of 72, you could still drive 70. And then in 73, they changed it to 55. And I cannot tell you how many speeding tickets I got for not obeying the letter of the law. You can hey, drive 70 now. That's right. 75. Actually, you know, you know, you can legally drive five miles an hour over the speed limit, and they cannot give you a ticket. So uh, I was told even by in Florida. Yes, sir. I was told I that by. I have a friend that got pulled over for doing eight. Well, I guess that's three more than five. Yep. So, hey, you're tuned into Nostalgia Getting Cars. Stick around. We'll be right back. We got a great show for you tonight.
listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk, at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country Gourmet, and even short order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. Hey, this is Tammy Edelbrock, and you're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Okay, we're back. Thanks, Cammy. Cammy is the official Nostalgic Radio and Cars sweetheart. And we will see her probably in the next uh, two months at SEMA, Special Equipment Marketing Association in Las Vegas. Hey, if you caught the beginning of the show, I played a clip from an old movie that I saw back in the late 70s, 79. It started a guy by the name of Greg Hendry, and it was called Hot Rod. And um, it was actually a cool movie. The guy basically put together some old bone junk Mopar. He rolled that when he came. He was going to some uh, national meet in uh, Northern Cal. And, uh, and some of the scenes were filmed in the Bay Area, so Fremont Raceway, which is uh, on the other side of uh, San Francisco, over just northeast of San Jose. And that's, but a lot of the scenes were filmed in, uh, like, a Modesto and stuff. Same basic area that American Graffiti was filmed. Seems like that's a pretty popular area for the Northern Cal scene. And um, so that was a groovy movie. Uh, we went seven, a little over seven, almost eight minutes on that. I had to do a lot of editing on that, but I wanted to kind of bring that to you guys. And if you get a chance, go Google it. It is on YouTube. It's a cool movie. And uh, just, like I said, it stars a guy that uh, basically put, put together this little Junker 64 Mopar, rolled it in a little street race type deal, and then he found this old Willie sitting in a barn and then uh, basically dropped that big bad uh, elephant motor. I think that's a nickname for a hammy. A hammy. 
and uh, yeah, it's got a hammy. And for all you Mopar guys out there, and uh, it was pretty groovy, you know. So it was a cool little movie. So if you get a chance, check that out. Also, um, you know, you hear me t- every week. We talk about our sponsors: Rib Shack Barbecue and Belladoras, and my friends over at uh, Classic Automobile or company over there that deal uh, or cop cars online or forte's automotive if you get a chance visit my website visit my podcast and you know what walk into these guys stores every once in a while say hi shout outs you know um, buy a little something from them especially the the eateries you know like rib shack's got great 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 ribs and barbecue and Bellador's pizza by far one of the best pizza joints in the area so a big shout out to my friends mark and and uh, everybody down there at Bellador's. now we got our guest on the line so we're going to go to a little clip here. So uh, as I promise you, as I generally do, um, we got a cool, groovy guest coming on this afternoon, a serious car guy. But before that, we're going to play a couple little features for him. We've got a cool song, and then we've got another clip from another movie, also a cool old vintage drag racing movie, probably by far one of the most popular ones out of the 70s. So uh, stick around. This is Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and we'll be right back with our guest.
clean enough. Not bad for homegrown. It's a little bit more than that, Sonny. See, you must have something real special here. Gee, mister, I'll bet it's pretty quick. You want to find out? Well, ordinarily, I jump at the uh, opportunity. But the thing is, I'm just not in the habit of seeing the Chevy work against a two-bit piece of junk. Let's make it 50. Make it three yards, mother and we'll have an automobile race. Hey, this guy just got 300 bucks. Where to? Airport Road, you can follow me. Okay, we're back. Thanks, Dave. Now, there's another famous movie out of the 70s, Tulane Blacktop, starring Dennis Wilson of the Beach Boys and James Taylor. All right, it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. This gentleman really doesn't need much of an introduction because this guy's been around the car stuff, the car scene, probably almost as long as I have. And, uh, I mean, this guy's been on TV. This guy's been on radio. This guy's uh, been working with some of the major publications. He's a regular at SEMA. He's at a number of major events all across the country. And now he is the co-host of his own special hit TV show on the Discovery Channel called Highway to Sell. I'm delighted to welcome my friend Dennis Pitsenbarger to Nostalgia. Cars. Dennis, are you there? I am here. How you doing, sir? Pretty good. You don't have to call me, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love the intro. I was listening to uh, two of my favorite songs. I mean, uh, one of my favorite ACDC songs, and obviously I will bleep myself, but one of the most classic lines, if you're a real car guy, you know, you have to be able to quote certain movies. Oh, absolutely. Uh, the American Graffiti, Tulane, Tulane Blacktop. Um, I actually had a company called Tulane Blacktop Media. Uh, I was so in love with that movie. Um, I'll bleep myself, but yes, make it make it three yards. You know what? And we'll have ourselves an automobile race. I mean, that was just that is that just puts uh, that puts little goosebumps on my arms because it's just such a great way to, to come into a, to a program. Thank you for having me. Super. Well, thank you. Well, let me ask you this: Are you a big street racer back from the day? Um, well, I will put it this way. I, uh, my insurance rates are a lot better at 44 instead of 24. Okay. Um, I, it, I, uh, I have gotten a few exhibition of speeds, competition speeds, careless driving, uh, almost, almost got a reckless once. Um, you know, yeah, I, I really wasn't, I've got, you know, I grew up, you know, everybody does. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've done a few things that got me, uh, some cherries and berries in the rear view mirror and, 
had to talk to some local local law enforcement officers. Did you ever lose your license? Can I ask that, or is that you? No, want to... I never. You got lucky. No, huh? I never lost my license. Really? I lost a lot of races. Um, never lost my license. Luckily, I never got that far. You never um, got that far. Got a no, no. Got a few tickets. Uh, got a few tickets that parents don't like to see uh, when their uh, up and coming young man is going through uh, high school. But uh, you know that was one of the reasons why they made sure that I had to go to work to pay for my own insurance. Gotcha. Now you're from where? You're from <laughs> Oregon, right? Oregon, yeah. You just got you just get you just ditch the O and make it a U. Oregon, <laughs> yeah. Oregon, uh, Oregon, born and bred. Yeah, from uh, I was born out in Eastern Oregon, and uh, my parents uh, moved. They were from originally all from uh, the kind of Missouri to Wyoming to Portland. Uh, Mom and dad were uh, you know high school sweethearts. Uh, dad went off uh, to fight in the Korean. War, came back, married my mom, had uh, three sisters. They decided to uh, pick me up at the local swap meet, um, <laughs> and uh, the rest is history. Well, that's my little way. I, I was, it's not a big secret, I was adopted, so. Oh, okay. Um, uh, you know, God bless my parents for picking me out of the lineup, but uh, Dad's looking down on us now, and Mom's still kicking pretty well, and so, uh, yeah, I just I, I love Oregon. I really do. Now, don't get me wrong. I had a lot of fun in that Florida heat. Uh, <laughs> cars with Slick and the crew. And you guys are all nutty and wired wrong down there for the heat. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I'll put it to you this way. After being down there for a long time in the heat, and uh, believe me, it was hot. And when you're a big old guy like me that was wearing, you know, thick work pants and steel tip shoes and you know, two shirts because you had to make sure you kind of protect yourself around the shop. Um, I remember the first day I got back to Oregon, I was, uh, I'm actually uh, my daughter's soccer coach. And I remember I got out on the soccer field the first chance I got, got to get back in my, I guess you'd call it my private life. And uh, it was 45 degrees and raining and I had my shirt off like the scene from Shawshank Redemption where he's looking up into the rain going, glorious Oregon rain. <laughs> um, so I... As much as I love that Florida heat, it's great if you're by the pool, but not if you're in a big metal shop. Well, you know, it's funny because I'm, like you said, from California, and we have, and you're out west too, so we're used to dry heat. And I've been here close to 40 years. I came over here, I was strapped and hogtied and kicking and screaming under duress when my parents left California. And I'm still not used to the humidity. The, the heat, I can deal with, okay? But the humidity, when you feel like you, when you just step out of a shower and then you feel like you need another shower because you're soaking, dripping wet, you know, it's, uh, that, that, uh, that's miserable. So, oh, it was. And, and I loved it because there was a few of the guys uh, that came out from the West Coast to work on the show with us. You know, Izzy came out from the West Coast. Uh, my friend Mike came out with us. You'll see him in some upcoming episodes. And we came out there, and the Florida guys would just make fun of us. All you Florida, I guess, I don't know if you're if you're a token Floridian nope. now, but nope. the born and bred Florida guys would look at us like, you're nuts. What's your problem? Could be in a wimp. And we're, you know, we're dying of heat stroke <laughs> on the ground. And they'd walk over and kick us, pour some water on us, and take mercy on us. But, um, yeah, it just, I guess it's too... It, if you're born out there, and, you, and maybe you get used to it, but I just, I, it, it was, it killed me. It, it, it would take a lot out of this big guy. Well, let's talk about cars. What was your first car? First car, '64 Chevrolet, um, rolled into the backyard as a peace offering. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, it was a peace offering. There's a story behind that. I was 12 years old, 
And uh, my brother-in-law, God bless him for being one of the major influences in getting me into the car hobby. Um, you know, when I met him, he, uh, well, he got sweet on my favorite sister. And so as all little brothers do, what do you do? Well, you're supposed to hate the guy. And I didn't, you know, at the time, I didn't know why. I just thought, you know, all he was doing was stealing my favorite sister away from me. And I think as a peace offering, peace offering, uh, him and my father rolled this 64 Impala into the backyard to kind of, I don't know, maybe it was a, uh, a, a mental rope-a-dope, but what had caught on is I loved that car because my brother-in-law at the time had an exquisite 65 Impala SS four-speed car. He also had this beautiful Oldsmobile Starfire convertible. Mm. He had a, a, an incredible Cortez Silver Z28 that he took out, and that was the first time I was introduced to somebody, you know, just ripping through the gears on a, on a Muncie M21. Um, they all got kind of, and my dad had this great Chevy truck that was all jacked up, you know, 72, and that kind of started that crazy path. You know, I was, I, I just, I, you know, and I, I got yelled at all the time for, if you can imagine, we lived on a, a little bit of piece of land, and there would be like a trail of dad's very expensive, you know, just, you know, think of the brands, you know, they were either Snap-on or, you know, an array of Snap-on or Mac-to or Mac or even some great craftsman tools in, in sort of like a path, you know, like when people get lost in the woods, you know, they drop that, that those breadcrumbs. <laughs> um, there was a path of dad's tools that went from the garage out to this car. And I tore stuff off of it and I wanted to know how it worked and how do you make it run and how do you make it faster and there's a bunch of hilarious family photos of me and uh, my two nephews who uh, were around. They were a little younger than me because of the gap in age with my sisters. And we used to play on that car like it ran. We played bank robber in that thing. I mean, I, it was just ridiculous. And from there, it turned into another. I had a, though it didn't have the 409 in it. God knows I wish it did. I had a 63 409 car. Um, you know, in this just in high school, a couple El Caminos, a Buick LeSabre with a 430 in it. I had a, you know, oh gosh, I mean, I'm just trying to think the Z car. I had a Pinto. That's where the Pinto thing was. Is my brother-in-law, gosh, that was what I kept that car. He was trying to put me into a, this beautiful little red two-liter four-cylinder Pinto that I, you know, that's where all that stuff kind of went back from. And Gosh, man, it just—it's weird to even talk about it because it was just kind of this crazy whirlwind thing where all my friends were, you know, spending money on skis and snowboarding and and you know whatever you know hip, cool person sport, and I was the geek that was worried about how fast his car was. And there was a few of us in my high school, um, but it was you know it just. It was just kind of a lot of uh, four-wheel drive trucks and whatnot, but there were a few of us trying to go fast in a straight line or play down at the drag strip or in other places where, you know, mentioned we got to talk to a few of the uh, the local law enforcement officers to talk about our <laughs> speed that we had achieved in 1,320 feet. So um, it was kind of a, you know, it was just one of those things where I don't, I look back on it now, my friend, and... You know, I mean, you know, you, you you and I have met. We've been, you know, you've been, you know, we've seen each other at Barrett Jackson or other events, uh, you know, all around the country. And um, it's funny because when you look back on it and you think about it, especially with such a crazy ride that I'm on right now, and along with Slick and every other person involved with the show, um, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, I, 
it's like getting hit by lightning um, several times in your life. Um, you think that you're never going to get this lucky chance, and it happens. And then you get another lucky chance, and it happens. And it was, whether it was my dad and brother-in-law introducing me to cars, whether it was, you know, sweeping body shops when I was in high school, uh, you know, it, it just all the little things, the, the, this crazy path that got us to where you and I are talking on the radio today. Crazy, isn't it? Well, let me ask you this. How did the whole concept with the TV show, I mean, there's so many shows out there right now, and a lot of them are very good, you know, I mean, and they, you know, everybody has their own little thing, but I like yours. Yours is kind of a cool gimmick because uh, I like the partnership thing. So, well, it, you know, that was kind of just, oh, sorry, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, no, that's, I mean, the only thing I was going to liken it to would be a little bit like, uh, we had Chuck Palumbo on here a couple months ago from uh, Car Hoarders, and his deal is, you know, kind of similar. They go in there and they take a guy that's got a whole bunch of junkers, and they take his junkers and trade, and then basically uh, build them in one nice car, and yours is kind of a joint venture type thing. So, tell us a little bit how your concept came about, because it's actually pretty cool as well, and innovative. Well, you know what it was? It was just getting the cars back on the road. You know, I mean, we, you know, I dare I say that it happened over some adult beverages and a napkin in a restaurant. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was a, an accumulation of ideas from, you know, just a different way to get stuff uh, back on the road. And, you know, we wanted to do something that was, you know, cool and you know, I, I've done stuff on TV and it was fun. I've, I've been really lucky to work for different companies, you know, and be a part of different projects, whether it be, you know, Hot Rod Magazine or stuff like that. And Slick's done that stuff, too. He's been on Monster Garage, a couple other shows. And I think it was just an idea of how do we do it with a little bit of a twist that no one's ever thought of. And, you know, a lot of the, 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 the fine-tuning goes to the credit of the great people at Painless Production and Discovery kind of letting us run with this crazy idea, um, you know, and it just kind of... One of those things that just like it's almost those those aha moments, those light bulbs above your head, you know, uh, comical moments, uh, you know, as in something you'd see on you know Saturday morning cartoons, and you know that little light bulb goes on, and it's like you know we could if we partner with the car, you're not taking it away from them, and that's one of the things that makes the car so or excuse me not the car but the show so special is because you know I have real vested interest into what the the, the viewer. And, sees. and what I mean by that is when I went and to give an example, a lot of people really love, you know, that uh, 65 Mustang 2 plus 2 Johns. Um, everybody really loved that that car. Um, same thing with Joe's uh, Cougar from Monday's episode, last Monday's episode. And, you know, it, it's one of those things that is kind of a double-edged sword. It's a good and a bad that goes with it. We get 42 minutes to tell the story of two cars and what you don't see and they've been discovery's been incredible about putting a lot of video extras on discovery.com but it was the four hours that i actually talked to john about his mustang it was getting to know the person who who owned the car the knowing why they really uh you know they really were a car guy like they talked about i'll give you an example because that episode's already aired and I don't think John would, you know, kill me for sharing this information, but if you watch episode two, the Mustang, the 65 Mustang 2 plus 2, you can watch it again. There's a little montage talking about John's history with the Mustangs and his father. What they don't tell you is how him and I laughed for probably 15 minutes hysterically over 
Now, remember, this is, let's put a caveat in this. This is mid-70s when it happened. But putting red sand carpet in a GT350, you know, Shelby. That's right. I said red sand carpet in a GT350 Shelby. Now, as car guys today, it would be like, blasphemy, boil the tar, get the feathers, you know, hang a rope over a tree limb. But in the 70s, that was funny stuff that people did. I mean, I'm in, I like vans, too. So, I mean, I'm no one to say that, you know, I didn't want a van with the, you know, from Corvette Summer with the waterbed in the back. But it was those things that connect you. I just wish, you know, obviously, I mean, we could do a five-hour TV show. Discovery's not going to give us a five-hour TV show. But it's those little extras that I hope people see and enjoy in the show. The same thing with Joe, you know. Um, the guy just loved his car, but because of medical reasons, and, and he had a collapsed lung, and, and it had to go more than once, and he just, you know, you can't work if you can't catch your breath. You know, and anybody anybody listening to this interview, anyone out there in the world that ever listens to this knows that it, working on your car, especially if it's body and pain, mechanics, anything, it takes effort. You use muscles. You hurt. You, you, you bang your knuckles on stuff, and you're you're hunched over in a weird position with your, you know, your privates jammed into a bezel on the front of a fender trying to rip, you know, spark <laughs> out of a car. And, and then these are the things that really happened. And, and I, that was one of those things where I sat and got to know Joe. And, you know, there was a little side bet with him because he's kind of, I, I love Joe. Great guy, but he's a tough guy. And there's nothing wrong with being a tough guy. He's just one of those guys where he's very strong-willed and hard. He's, he, his heart is strong, and I think that it, bug, it bugs him that he couldn't work on his car, but we came along and made this partnership. But I kind of bet him, and it's a little side story that, you know, I mean, I've never shared this with anybody, but it's already aired, so I'm not going to get in trouble. I bet the guy he would cry when he saw his car. I really, I honestly said, this guy is a guy who, he looked at me and he laughed. He goes, you must be kidding me. I'm not going to cry when I see my Cougar when it's all done. I'm not going to, you know. I don't cry. And it was funny because when the car came out, you know, he looked at me. Now, let's let's not, you know, make fun of Joe. He didn't cry. But the look he gave me, and I don't know if they really truly captured that look on TV. I know they did their best, and we're walking around in circles. There's no place we're supposed to be. They just go, go show Joe his cougar, and here comes Flick around the corner, and I'm trying to, you know, play just, you know, I'm trying to play the low post on Joe to keep him from turning around and seeing it too quick. And it turned around, he saw that car, and you you see that, that I don't know, it, it, it's just, it's that love affair with the automobile, and you, I saw it in his eyes. And I saw it so deeply in his heart, and he just looked at me, and all he did was come over and give me a big old hug. Now, again, Joe didn't cry. I didn't, I didn't, I lost that bet. But it doesn't matter that I lost the bet because what I saw was what makes every car guy a real car guy. And it's not that you have to have a lot of money. It's not that you have to be able to fulfill every automotive dream of owning this out of the other thing. It's just that love affair with the car. And that is, that's my favorite part of the show. And I mean, I know that I took a long way to get there, buddy. I'm sorry. But Within the show's dynamic and what makes our show a different show than others is we we just, you get to see that. You know, you get to see the people who are involved with the cars. You get to see that. Slick sees it. I see it. Everybody on the crew sees it. 
And, you know, I mean, there's a couple times, I mean, even with the Camaro, my wife, when we watched the first episode with the Camaro, I mean, they showed some stuff about my dad. I got teary-eyed. It's very easy for me to see emotion. When you tie it into an automobile that I love and I put my heart and soul into, I remember there's a part, you want to, I can't, you want to go back and watch it, you'll be like, I see it right there. Is I saw a connection of the automobile to the Camaro that I had to like stop and step back and take this big, deep breath because I thought I was going to tear up because I saw the connection to the car. I saw the love affair with the car, and my wife caught it instantly because we don't. I don't see the episodes. I'm, I all I do is pester the production company and pester, you know, Discovery to let me see the stuff. And they're like, "You shot it. You should remember it." Well, I remember it, but I don't get to see the final product. So it's so fresh and new to see it even come on air. When you see that, it's just it's it's special. It's the spark that makes all of us. It, it, you know, it, it will never be the spark I see when I look at my daughter. It will never be the spark that I look at when I see my wife. But right after those two, it's that spark that just makes all of us go, I'm a silly car guy that has to own cars. And um, that is that is what, to me, is the, the essence and what makes our show special. Well, I have to agree with you. You know, that, that's well put. You know, I mean, and, and, and it's kind of, it's, it, 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 it does seem silly that we, us, guy, car guys, fall in love, become totally enamored with inanimate objects in a way, you know, or just some little material piece of metal. But that's just the way it is. And just like you said, you know, wife number one, child number two, or the other way around, either or, and then cars or motorcycles or boats yeah. or some little, it's a hobby. I mean, it's a passion, no different than a family. It's just, it's, unless you're into it, you can't explain it, you know, because... Yeah, it, it, Dennis, when you say, because you can become one with the car, fair statement? Uh, absolutely. And this is not something that you are born with. You know, this is not something that, well, because Dennis had a car, you know, I'll be, I, I mean, I, it, 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 it kind of freaks me out. I cannot believe I'm going to be 44 years old in six days. Okay, so, wow, when did I get old? Happy birthday, um, by the way. I mean, I mean, thank you. I'm either young nor old. That's how I describe myself. But it's because I had a car literally in my possession three decades ago doesn't mean that the guy who just wants to get in the hobby three days ago doesn't feel it just as strongly. And I would definitely want to make that point because someone who watches this show and goes, hey, wait a minute, Uncle John's got an old Mercury Comet in his backyard. We can dig that out. I know there's a comment on the show. I should have... I'm not going to go any further on the comment, but let's say it's a whatever. It's a AMC Pacer. It's a Chevy Impala. It's a whatever. Pinto. It's a Dodge Peabody. They, they <laughs> go, wait a minute. I can get into this hobby. I can enjoy this. I can love this just as much as the guy's been doing his whole life because I feel it in my heart. So, yeah, I mean, I, just, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Dennis, the GTO that you drive on the TV show, it uh, looks like it's a 67 four-speed drop-top. Is that a real one, or is that a... Uh put together car that is a real yep that's a real 242 vin uh 404 speed 67 gto all right um, yeah that's a it's a it's a great car slick set that up for something for us to drive while we were while i was down there um it's a uh, fun car at the at the beginning of the show it shows you driving like a 68 to 72 chevy truck with a little little play in the steering wheel there as you're going down the road is uh is that something you dragged back from uh you brought in from morgan 
Well, that was yeah. That's that's we left that down there uh-huh. um, in the hopes that I'll be returning. Um, you know, I mean, we I still currently live in Portland, Oregon. Um, I had to make my way back home. Uh, had to get uh, had to get kiddo going on uh, her next grade in elementary school. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, but you know, yeah, that, that thing did have some play. It had an old and oh dear lord, you should have seen the play. You should well, you're still there yeah. unless somebody <laughs> got on and fixed it at the shop. That thing had an old three speed in it, and not on the tree on the floor. Oh, okay, and it, it had about as much play as an axe handle in a porch bin. I mean, I'm telling you, that thing was the that tranny. It needed some help, but there was some bushing that needed to be replacing that replaced there. But and then that GTO, that poor GTO, we put that thing through hell. You know, Slick set it, set us up with or set me up with that to drive drive around while I was trying to find cars and. That poor old car. I mean, if you weren't rolling, it wanted to go to 240 in a in a heartbeat. It would sit there and tease you at about 180 degrees, 190 degrees, and you'd look down in traffic, shift twice, and you were at 230. So uh, mm-hmm. it didn't like to see it any more than me. Maybe that's why I got along with that car so well, because it was like, let's just get on the road and get some air through us. So um, hey. it was a it was a fun little car. It was it was great. It was a great uh, experience to have a drop top in, in you know that. Coastline, I guess, coastline area, you call it. The nice um, humidity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dennis, we're just about so out of time. It was, fun, you, it was a fun call. It was great. Yeah, and, and it's a cool show. We look forward to it. Here, do me a favor. Go ahead and plug your radio show. Or your, you're not doing radio anymore. You're doing TV. Go ahead and plug the TV show real quick for our listeners. Well, if everybody gets a chance, uh, definitely go to discovery.com. Check out. You can look at the full schedule. There's replays all week. Our brand new episodes come out every single uh, Monday night at 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Uh, Central, uh, right after uh, we're a great bookend. We're very lucky to be around the other great show on Monday night, of course, Fast and Loud. I've had the opportunity on radio when I was doing it to, to interview Richard Gall. He's a great guy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that or go to uh, Highway to Spill as a Facebook page. But, yeah, every Monday you can check me out at carguy.com. Uh, go over to Slick's Garage. He's got his website going, too. Um, but, yeah, uh, just put in Dennis Pippenberger. You'll find a whole bunch of me on the Internet. And definitely go to discovery.com Monday nights, 10 p.m. And uh, I just hope everybody enjoys the show. Okay, super. And you know what? Real quick, real quick, can you tell me where'd the name come from? The song, ACDC, Highway to Hell, Highway to Sell? Is that a play? I, you know what? I, I, you know, I don't know where all that came from. I, <laughs> it was kind of one of those things, it, to tell you the truth, there was a little bit of a, I guess, a mental uh, Rolodex of ideas we had for show titles. Um, I'm not taking credit nor denying credit for the name. So okay. I guess that's my short answer. I'm, I'm in plausible deniability. <laughs> all right. Hey, just want to let you know, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Be sure to check out our show every Tuesday night for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports right here on the Tat Talk Radio Network. Be sure to check out Highway to Sell. Don't forget to check out some of the car shows. Don't forget the boat races. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, and we'll see you guys on the flip-flop. Watch out for the gumballs, guys. Telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you sing into his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. They broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. 
WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen.